right, everyone, we are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me is none other than my co-host, Avira. Hello! What's up, guys? Hope you're having a wonderful day. Happy Friday and all that. Yeah. Yes, it is a wonderful day for everyone, unless you are things like a demon. Uh, yeah, it's been a that interesting week for sure. But hey, yeah, at least like by me, we have some like nice weather. You know, it's the middle of summer. Um, my garden's looking really nice, so I'm all good. You know what? I feel like I've forgotten what the sun looks like. <laughs> oh yeah, it's been like days. raining and stuff. Oh goodness. Well, Next up on the show, we have our ring from host, Noble. Now let's all get drunk and play ping pong. I screwed that one up. That sounds like a good play. I think, dude, I think you can basically market that as a game called ping pong. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, hey, can't leave it to someone to save your social blunders. But no, we're Good. And rounding out the panel, we have Beowulf. Absolutely nothing, yours truly. Yeah. That's the way that's the way it always is. Good to have you back on. Ah, uh, good to be back. At least for the moment. Super. Oh, no worries. Alright. So, wow. Where where do we want to start this week? Eh? It's um everything just happened within the space of seven days. Yeah, a lot of bonkers stuff has been happening. But first of all, let's just uh, recap from what we said um, last week in regards to Anthrocon. You know, I know we made some predictions, and now we got some numbers and some stats going on. So let's just focus on that for a second. Yeah, so, there's okay. been a lot that's been made in Anthrocon for, uh, in the, in, when it happened, so um, let's get the stats up. Yeah, we'll talk about the numbers first, and then some of the, like, other weird shit that happened during the, the con as well. We'll get into that. Uh, just so you guys know, um, Anthrocon didn't actually happen for the last two years in a row. The last one was in 2019, so let, let's compare some numbers here. Back in 2019 at Anthrocon, they had 290 events. They had, uh, from what their website says, about 2,400 fursuiters and 9,358 attendees. They raised over $45,000 for their Pearl Parrot Rescue Charity. That was back in 2019. So if you look at the stats now, it says registration was 9702 so that's like a 300 uh, increase from a couple years ago uh they had 2562 fursuiters but they on- but they only raised like 33000 for charity which is like 15000 less than it was a couple years ago so i'm not sure what what happened there and I'm not entirely sure I believe these numbers either, because like if you look at the the group photo, they're using a fish lens to make it look larger than it is. 
it doesn't look as big as it did. I mean, may, maybe they're telling the truth, but uh, hey, well, if they got... You know, kind of always used to fish lands, which I don't really understand, other than the fact that that's the only way to get everybody in, I guess. Oh, no, th there's another way. They used to do, um like, panorama shots. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess that's fair. It's like I'm, I'm in one of those. You can uh, just hit a button and rotate. Yeah, no, like, they, they have, like, this panorama shot that shows like all like the 2000 fursuiters or whatever but this one i don't know like ah, maybe they had that amount of people but the fact that they the charity was like fifteen thousand dollars less than it was a couple years ago that's a little weird well, it's all that inflation uh, <laughs> no i i don't i don't know because if it was inflation, would the number be higher? Because the dollar is worth less. Well, yeah, but people are having to buy I think more. We got, could we call, there's a lot of things you want to call it. That's a significant amount. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I think it's still Attendance the same charity. Attendance is up. Giving is down. Yeah, I guess so. It's it's crazy. But um, I I do I did have some friends that went to Anthrocon. And of course, you know, complaining about the lines and all that, but I mean, that's pretty much every time you go to, to Anthrocon, like it's always going to be like that. That's, that I, uh, I, if I go to a big con convention, I expect the fact that there's going to be at least two hours spent in line. Oh yeah, for sure. Like that's that's the bare minimum. I, I I'm like, yep, it's going to take a bare minimum of two hours in line. Especially Anthrocon, like people should understand that. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, technical difficulties again. But uh, like, if you're going to be at a big convention like that, things are only going to get worse unless more people basically go and try and help out, which doesn't necessarily happen. Everyone goes there to go and have fun with con, not really to work. Right, and, and another thing with Anthrocon, at least this year, according like to their own website they said they were severely understaffed so logistic wise yeah, it was kind of difficult to like kind of organize everything it seems like they tried their best yeah but the best isn't enough for some people well i'm anyway. just glad that nobody passed out from heat exhaustion from having to wear fucking face diapers yeah, that yeah, was a thing too. Like good. they were so heavy-handed with the COVID thing. Like mask under a mask is already bad enough. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's a, that's after that, the um, the me. heat out the way, out there. Oh no. Yeah, like I, I've seen pictures of people literally like fursuiting and then like outside. It's July and they're still wearing masks. Like, bro, what the fuck? Really? Really? And they were very strict about that too. Yeah, I think, and on the same note too, like I'm still impressed how they did it with the parade. Like that was, if anything, if I'll be honest, that was the only thing that's impressive about 2022's Anthrocon. The the, the parade is always fun. Yeah, I, I yes. always participate in that every year I go to Anthrocon. Of course, I'm not going now, but yeah, it's fun. Yeah, and the, the sheer fact that they organized a, a like a marching band of sorts down that parade. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. It's yeah, nice that they I get would... the whole community involved, you know. 
I mean, we would have shared this video with you had things have turned out better, but let's suffice it to say they were just doing a mock <laughs> marching band, but shamefully, no uniforms other than your fursuit. Yeah, that's all that's required. See, now, now <laughs> if you had an insider info and everyone had, you know, Halloween costumes as marching band people, it would have been, or a lot of people had marching band costumes. It would have been hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Would. That would have been extra for sure. And, you know, speaking of uniforms. Mm -hmm. yes. Ah, yes. So another fun incident happened at Anthrocon where um, attendees were offended. No shocker there. By some guy wearing what looked to be like an army uniform from like the 1950s Cold War Germany. And, you guessed it, they called him a Nazi! Oh, he's offensive! Oh, shame! Ban him! And they did. They kicked him out of the con. Anthrocon even made a statement about that, saying, yep, yeah, we removed him. I know he's offending people, like, literally by just existing. Uh, Noble, do you have the picture of that? Uh, no, I'm afraid not. Can you forward it to me on, uh, StreamYard? I believe I can. Thank you. Private and, and, and now, the hilarious yeah, thing yeah. about this is that no one seems to understand. No one cared to ask him which Germany he's actually representing because no one understands history anymore. But um, the uniform was West Germany. That means allied territory of Germany. That means democratic Germany for those even less history inclined. Yeah. So the thing that really surprises me about this... It's just so damn silly. ...is that it reminds me so much of the uh, vet who was working for the US government and he had a tattoo of a cross on his arm which could barely be seen. So what does the reporter turn around and say? Free Nazi! <laughs> and the Defense Department had to put out a comment and the reporter basically got slammed. But in this case, it's like, nope! You're all heroes for cancelling the so-called evil guys. Like, oh, for fuck's sake. <sighs> oh, my goodness. All right. Um, I can't actually paste it for some reason, but I'm oh, well. sending it to you uh, right now on Telegram. So just check that out. Or a private chat. Uh, wrong computer. All right. Let me see if I can find that statement. I might have their statement on. I mean, their, okay. their statement is literally an entire page, so, like... There we go. Yes. Oh, you got it? Yeah, found it, found it, found it's, it. It's we want on to our attendees. We want to address the situation that took place over the course of Friday afternoon and evening regarding an individual that was <laughs> present. The individual was reported to have harassed and intimidated attendees, leading to many complaints. After conducting an investigation, we successfully tracked them down and revoked their membership to the convention, and they will not be returning. Blah, blah, blah. So... Yo, they so, revoked wait, his membership? What? Wait, so, wait, uh, hang on a minute. So what exactly was he doing to harass attendees? Uh, existing in a uniform uh, uh, in uh, a no, country. Does it does it have it listed in there? Oh, it, it, it's all they say. 
Yeah, because yeah, he didn't actually I'm do anything. Sure his existence was harassing people. Right. I oh, uh, on streamer, I sent the link to the uh, to the image in case you guys are curious, like what it looked like. There we go. Got it. Got it. Got there it. There it is. And, and look, look at the angry comments here. You need to address this shit too. Ah! Look at how angry these people are. Like, his, what the hell did he do wrong? What? He just chilling. So, hang on a minute. Um, Anthrocon's oh. racist against black wolves now? Yep. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Scroll, uh, hold on. Scroll up for a second, because I, I just saw something really funny. Some of the comments. It says, the, uh, the amount of small children here who consider themselves some adult needs to be taught the difference between the Nazis in West Germany, I swear. And, yeah, and they look, fucking they're, do. They're they do. Deleted tweet as well. Yo, they're calling him a Nazi? Yo, get out of here with that crap. At least some people are fucking reasonable. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if you went to a straight-up convention in a United States uniform from World War II, they'd call you a Nazi. Probably. Because no one has any idea what a Nazi actually looks actually, like. Actually, 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 I think... Actually, there is only one form of acceptable Nazi uniform nowadays. Yeah, Ukrainians. No, no, no Ukrainians. Yes, that's right. As yeah, of. As but this dude is just chilling. Yeah, this dude is just chilling right there. Oh, and there's there was another picture. Uh, I think it's the next one after this that they they zoomed in on the belt buckle and like, look, look at the eagle. Ah, evil bad. Hang on, yeah, look uh, at that. Really? Someone yeah, actually yeah. fucking took a picture of that? Yo. What the crap? This poor guy. He was banned so, from AC for this? The question I have to ask is whether or not this person is Jewish. It, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Avera, <laughs> if, he was, if this individual was Jewish, this would just be rubbing far more salt into the wound. This is just the dumbest thing. I mean, my goodness. Oh, there's a uh, live comment, live comment, live comment. Oh, boy. Ali. Uh-oh, if Anthrocon is racist against black canines, canines I'm a silver slash black German shepherd. Well, guys, I'm screwed. Oh, oh, German shepherd right there. Nazi. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's it. Game over. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Now, this is really crazy, man. Like, I feel so bad for this guy. Like, can you imagine? I think I read something like back when, like, reading the terms of service, because I'm one of those stupid people who's like, I wonder what these terms of service actually read. And you read into it and you find random tidbits that are completely asininely crazy. And I don't remember if it was, uh, like MFF or Anthropon, is. There is to be no military cosplay whatsoever, or you will be revoked. And it's like, what? Yes, uh, you're right about that. And I I'm not sure either if it was either uh, Anthrocon or MFF. I think it was Anthrocon that actually I did I this. I'm this is sure. a few years ago. Uh, and that not that only would be the reason, I guess, for them to remove him, but uh, like... pretty much. Eh? But it, it wasn't just the military thing too. They also had some uh, rules against like cultural appropriation so basically if your fursuit has like an indian headdress with feathers and stuff that's bad oh yeah uh, yep you also you you can't yeah. wear a sombrero because that's apparently racist also so basically what they're doing is they're trying to like 
erase every other culture because they think it's offensive to like represent that, which is fucking backwards in my opinion. Yeah, sure. So, like, how is that, that progress? It's it's just like, well, I guess we can't have you know anything nice. No, dude, I've seen like videos, like uh, music videos from Anthrocon of like fursuiters wearing like Native American headdresses. It looks really cool, and now that's banned. Yeah. What? Only because someone completely unrelated to that got mad. And how? Why though? If I was Native American and I saw that, that's that's like a that's flattering. Like that's cool. Like right on, right? Yeah, I mean, not in theory sound. necessarily. I mean. It depends. Well, if they're not doing it to like make fun of you as like a joke, if it's just like a genuine, you know, uh, fashionable statement, I guess. I mean, what's wrong with wearing a sombrero if you're like a like a Chihuahua or something, and you want to embrace Mexican culture, right? Like, what's wrong with that? Or if you're Sorry, the person under the suit, yes, is... Neville. Go ahead. A lot of a lot of this shit that's going on just reminds me of a story I came across a couple years ago where you had a black. Um, principal at a school deciding to segregate all the black students and it's like why the fuck would you want to do that <laughs> yo what do they have separate water fountains too um, <laughs> yeah that, that's that's just part of the world we live in and you got to try and understand it which i'm very yeah, bad at. everyone looks we apophied but like anthrocon you can't wear a fucking sombrero because it's like offensive to who? Who's offended? And what if you're Spanish? Yeah. I, I, I exactly. Who knows? Fuck. I don't know. I guess they only want American culture there, which again or, seems oh, kind of oh, backwards. You know, well, no, <laughs> no, it, it's not. Yeah. They want American culture. They want no culture. Oh yeah. Well, they want woke alt leftist nonsense. That's what they fucking want. Avira, I probably could get canceled <laughs> from. Um... Anthrocon very easy by walking in there with a beer gut and uh, one of those uh, Aussie hats. <laughs> 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 it's like, dude, I'm a fucking Australian. Piss off. No, no, no. Bro, you need the fucking thongs and friggin' yes. singlet. Bogan shit that up, man. <laughs> wow. Lift that shit up. So, you know, get a couple of stickers that say, fuck off, we're full. <laughs> it's like, culturally appropriating Australian. And it's like, Dude, I'm an Australian. Fuck off. Nope, they'll, you're they'll, bad. They'll kick you out because you're uh, you're appropriating a culture. We don't care if you represent it or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just so mind blowing. Like, how how do they think that this is like a normal thing to do? It's at a at a furry con of all places. Like, really? Uh, oh, what I can't that... understand with all this is why education isn't being uh, considered. So, for example, if they made a clear statement that, look, uh, military uniform, we had to kick this guy out for this day, uh, fine. But to outright ban him because you think, oh, re bad guy, it's like, you fucking idiot. Uh, he was harassing people. That's that's the only comment they give on why they actually, actually removed him. Yeah, I highly, highly doubt that harassing people no he was walking around they're like um you're offending me and he's he probably said something along the lines of who fucking cares like i'm just chilling bro yeah, I'm, I'm sure that's you know probably more true than not and they went to 
con ops that are like, this person's being mean. No, uh, even worse. I'm offended because you are allowing these Nazis in our conventions. I don't. I need a safe space, please. And they pander and they they cave to the will of the fucking hate mob. That's what they do, pussies. Oh, I mean, I, you know, I have to wonder if someone starts screaming re-Nazi, if we should just take them to the bathroom where the showers are and stick them in there for a little bit <laughs> without the water <laughs> running or anything. Experience. But, um, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, a similar situation happened. I, I think this was also at Anthrocon, if I'm not mistaken. Um, someone donned a fursuit. It was a, a Prussian military suit that had like a... Yep. Yep. Yeah. He was banned too. They, they attacked him for that. They yeah. called him a fucking Nazi. Yo, do you know anything about Prussia? A World yeah, War I be, before be that be at be all? Germany, yeah. Like yeah, the, 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 the heck? hats existed long before Germany made them popular. Exactly, it was during Prussia in like the 1870s. Like what the fuck? But nope, apparently that's uh, offensive. Yeah, also, no. All right, so Insane. where this is going to lead up to, I would say, amidst all this banning and stuff, which is one thing. Um, the next thing I wanted to lead up to is um where the current state of conventions and what the future, you know, what's hold like. You saw the, you know, the floor scape down there in the dealer's room. You saw yep. all of that. Mm -hmm. um, where do you think that's going to lead to? Like, is this like the the po in the current era? Are I'm they thinking, or are they in, you know, are they in a slump? Um, you see, I think people lately have been very desperate to go back to conventions. The problem is, the only other options really are like these woke fuck fests. Not, like, not it's even not, that, but. No, it is. Yes, either that or I think, you know, or they either go find somewhere else and the people who are desperate for a con can go to a venue that is not that doesn't have, you know, such draconian COVID, you know, yeah. measures. And th there's very few conventions out there like that. The there's one happening summer. now at the end of the summer, which, thank goodness, it exists. And I know it's going to be very successful. It's one um, of the few options out there, but for now, Anthrocon is kind of like like one of those legacy cons, you know, like like legacy yeah. media. It's like it's a dying breed, and people are going to look for something better, you know, something different. That they don't want to deal with the whole po like political yeah. nonsense. They don't care about woke SJW crap anymore. They just don't. They want to escape from that. That's what being a furry like. We we, we just want to dress up and have fun. Like we we don't care about that crap. Um, speaking of on that same note, um, I want to preview add to something like that. Just, I just found out I was recently cancelled from a furcon. That was meant to happen towards the end of this month, July. Oh, for See, what reason? My local state, you know, my local state is having a fur convention, mm -hmm. and I apparently got cancelled from it. I just got my, you know, not that I booked, not that I got a ticket this year, mind you. But I got a ticket a couple of years and it's gone cancelled from a couple of, you know, years back because of the COVIDs. Right. But but and what was the reasoning for why they said that? Like, what did you do? Nothing. nothing. Nothing, right? Yes. But this is the friggin', you know, this is the inaugural FurCon that's how it happened in Sydney, July 22nd to 24th. Hmm. And again, like, it's... It's an indictment of the current state it's in because, you know, removing that justification is one thing. 
I have now granted I have my theories as to why that happened, but I think See, you know it's not hard to speculate. This is the thing yeah. that I find absolutely fascinating with groups like this is that they state they're welcoming, they're open, but they're know, not. Come all, come you know, come everybody, come all. But right down to it, no, no, they're not. no, they're not. It's the exact Instead opposite. Of, so this is the thing that really uh, perplexes me is that what's wrong with allowing yeah. someone to do something to get banned instead of just going, oh, we don't like see, who you associate with. Yeah, see, see the see the core beliefs. Third, third point. Third point. Right there. So it says our core beliefs are for the furry community by the community. Right. Uh, be something the community can contribute and grow. This is all fucking fake. If they banned you because they don't like you or your friends, you didn't do anything wrong at all. But, but I mean, I these have a people run this. Yeah, I have a friend who's basically soft banned from my local community because he wouldn't get the deaf jab. Yeah, that's another problem too. Like, yeah. why should I divulge my personal medical procedures to these neckbeard ass furries? Like, what? Show me thy papers, my fuhrer. Yeah, no it, thanks. It's not like, you know, you had to show your flu shot papers or your smallpox papers or your... <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, That's how it is yeah. now. Well, yeah. now, no, no. Now, 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 now you don't have to show any of that. You still don't have to show a single one of those. You have to show, yeah. you know, I got this specific vaccine. It's still a trial product that we're part of a mass trial. Yep. And all of my boosters, too. Point yeah, points, um, points free. I got tested four, four times. Five. Wow, yeah. so brave, so strong. Good for you. Yeah, points three, four, and five. Provided yeah, yeah three is four. hilarious if they ban you because yeah, an inclusive have... space for all. Bullshit. Me and my friend, who's you know, refused to get it. It would gap. be more uh, provide an inclusive space for those who follow our ideals. But um, that number wouldn't four. get them popularity. Yes, and number five. <laughs> no, a place where everyone feels like they're on the equal footing to connect with others, and no gimmicks, no popularity contests. Oh, uh, the yeah. fourth, the fifth one's an absolute lie. Every furcon's a popularity contest. Well, the, for downside, the most part. The downside is with the furry community as like the mainstream show. I am noticing a lot of troubling signs, which I'm pretty much glad I'm not participating in. I'm I'm honestly just waiting for a bunch of like fucked up furs, which is probably the best way to put it, just to walk into a shop, oh, 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 drag oh, someone oh, oh, out, oh, oh, oh. string them up and tie them to a tree. I oh mean, boy! Shit. Ow! By the neck, hurt. of course. Not. I went to laugh. Yeah, I thought I had elbowed myself in the chest. Wow! This was... is the most like virtue signaling bullshit I've ever seen. All oh, are um... equal. Get fucked. Really? Look at this nonsense. They strive to treat all members of the furry fandom and its attendees equally and fairly. Really? But you ban people because you don't like their friends? Fuck you. Uh, uh, read point number two. Alright. As part of building an environment of tolerance and equality, where community members feel safe to be involved, we will be intolerant of those who are intolerant of others. Yeah, what? The, huh? What Sorry, the fuck? but your behavior would suggest you're the intolerant ones. Yeah, exactly. That's the cognitive dissonance right there. We're intolerant of those who are intolerant. Uh, 
So yourselves, basically? What? <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. Right. No, you know what? Honestly, Jolt, uh, if you were banned from this place, I would say good riddance to them. I wouldn't yeah, want to be there either. Cool. I could use the hundred seventy-five dollars. Yeah, you're fucking lucky. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there either. Don't give me your money. Don't give me your support oh, at all. Next thing you know, <laughs> you, them, and everybody else might see something more common on my left arm. Just saying. Hey, there you go. What really fascinates me about these uh, sort of groups is that they don't realize the kind of people that they encourage to attend. They can end up being quite violent. Hence the, uh, well, lynching someone's a per definite possibility, but you're more likely to get punched in the face or in the gut, especially here in Australia. These people who run these conventions, they're hijackers. They're not furries. They're fakes. They're infiltrators. Yeah, I, and they're trying I to change our culture and destroy it. No, some, they've destroyed cons. But for the most part, it's like, hey, look what we do. It's a pop it's a popularity contest. Again, I mean, it, it, it turns into, everything turns into popularity. Look what I've done. Look what we're doing. Look what, you know. Man, I think it's worse than that. Like, it goes a lot deeper when they're. Well, I mean, They're legit it, it, trying to like destroy the fandom, which they've been successful in doing. Like our fandom is not the same as it was like five years ago. Like it's no, not no, even no, no. close. I wouldn't say they're uh, destroying it, but yeah, I would. For example, uh, that that uh, that black wolf. Nobody bothered to ask what uniform he was wearing. It just automatic. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. The people that run these places, they just ban. It's because they don't care. Where people are just going to simply turn around and just start punching and hitting people when they think they see something wrong. I mean, I'd love to see people do that to uh, bikies because the reaction they'll get is going to be hilarious as all fuck. But this this is mm -hmm. not helpful for any community whatsoever. Just to devolve into you know fear and anger because you don't understand something. That's that's it. That's all it, it's become. It's crazy. Uh, this is, this is something that's gonna probably spark all kinds of mass yeah. hysteria. You know, I, I on... feel that um, yeah. what what's going to happen, and I feel that we're coming up on this divulging point really, really, really fast. But we're gonna have essentially another burn first, ice first incident. <laughs> No, it's going to be a lot bigger than that. It's well, essentially I, yeah, the fandom but, but splitting. When the fandom was that size, that was a big event. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, no, right. now it's, it's, it's going to be a cataclysm of proportions. It's going to be a literal division of the fandom where you're yes. going to see half of them go one way and half of them go another way. I wouldn't even say half. I would say the I would say the vast majority of furries are like normal people that don't want to deal with that woke political bullshit nonsense. And if you look at free-for-all, it was essentially created in retaliation against that kind of woke bullshit that's been taken over our fandom for the last few years. And we're sick of it. So yeah, people, of course, are going to flock to a convention like that. Most normal furs don't give a sh flying fuck about politics. Like, they really don't. They just want to have fun and make friends and enjoy I, life I and wanna, hobbies. I want to yeah. go to a convention to chill out and hang out, not be in Exactly. Yeah. 
you, you, you damn right. Like most furries like that. So that's why, uh, yeah, we are seeing a split right now. It's unfortunate that had to happen, that... but that's how it is. Yeah, and I think you no, know, all of this stuff has just kind of created the the the, the the conditions for such a thing. You know, the, the COVIDs, the radical, and all that. But anyway, I want not to say more on any of that stuff. But you know, as far as I'm concerned, I would wish my local convention good luck. But at this point, they're going to need it if they're even <laughs> going to survive. Well, I mean, but yes, rabbit trails anyway. aside, yeah. I mean, my my local convention, local in quotations, I I can't quote in you know, in in and show it, but you know, in quotations, mm-hmm. local uh, convention. I, I I wish them the best, but I'm personally not going to go and you know, probably attend yeah, there because they have the anyway. archaic COVID yeah. policy as well. Don't give those radicals your money. Just just don't even support. fucking bother. Yeah, you don't. Know, if, and if anything, <laughs> you know, and if anything were to happen, and if they feel this solution by the fuck on, our door is always open to you. That is all. You know, no matter which part of the world you're from, you know, I extend that same welcome for you. And just remember, as a general sort of cause, if you want to go around and talk about the kind of sexual acts that you get into in the bedroom, uh, don't be shocked when people start doing it to you. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Yeah, because otherwise a big can of worms is about to open and just bam, up right up on your face, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, look, somebody, uh, you know, somebody, somebody, somebody I, I, I don't, I don't wish the attendees at Anthrocon any ill will. You know, if they went there, they had fun, they had a good time. That's nice. I just don't agree with the leadership behind it and how they're trying yeah. to like hijack our fandom. Like that's really what's going so on it's here. The same story with my local fur group. Exactly. Too, you know, the way the way they run it and how. Yep. But something's gonna happen. Just give it time. We'll yeah. Well, I I'm praying for the future, man. Is about to happen. Oh, it has. It's it's already begun. Yes. All right. Anyway, um, next on. The, this list of items I want to stay with a forward phrase of what's been happening in a certain part of the world and that phrase is Omai wa mo shinderu yeah. Japan, why are you going to be so watched... crazy? Uh, Jolt, no, I not... guess you watched the uh, non-translated version of the show then <laughs> I don't speak yes, Japanese I... but I know what you're talking about Yes, yes, yes you know, some significant Japanese figures have died in the past couple of days. But first, the one we were most interested in. Okay. Yu-Gi-Oh! creator Suzuki Takahashi found a at age 60 floating off Japan coast. Damn. Wow. Yeah, so the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! unfortunately has passed away. Damn. Do you guys Yu-Gi-Oh. remember Yu-Gi-Oh? I mean, this was a big was thing. As a kid! It still is. Yeah, it is. Yo, I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh, like, religiously. Way back in the day. When I was, like, 12, 13, 14, thereabouts. Yeah, it was one of my favorite games ever. I remember waking up at, like, fucking 6.30 in the morning, 
to catch the 7 a.m. episode of Yu-Gi-Oh! every morning. Like, right before Pokemon aired. Like, that was my jam, dude. Yeah. So, just to quickly, you know, before we get to the last story, you know, as reported by the Okinawa Times, Takahashi was found floating face down in the waters of the coast of Ona in Nago City, Okinawa. Refreshed around 10.30 a.m. July 6, following a report of a potential dead body floating to the Nago Coast Guard Station from a passing boater. So, the death at sea. Hmm. Authorities believe that the, the manga car already been dead for at least, least. two days prior to the discovery of his body. Goodness gracious. Damn. That's very sad. I mean, Yu-Gi-Oh! is a big part of a lot of people's childhood. Like, all of us, like, millennials and stuff. Yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! is enormous. I have I a Blue Eyes White Dragon, by the way. Yeah. He was snorkeling at the time. That Bacard was so common. Uh, no, it's uh, not not really anymore. A lot of people bought that crap up, and now it actually became as rare as it was in the actual series. Oh, we're talking back in the day, actually. Oh, okay, well. Oh, look at the... Oh, there's there's Yugi with the, the Egyptian, Egyptian gods. gods. You know, yeah, you got Obelisk, yeah. Scyther, hell yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so... God, that was some good stuff, too, because Yu-Gi-Oh! was something I, you know, if you're a kid of the late 90s or the early 2000s, Yu-Gi-Oh! was right up your alley. Oh, yeah, this, totally. Every kid at my school was basically in on this craze, too, and that lasted well over to my teenage years. Same. Like, I was the kid who hung around with other guys who, who played Yu-Gi-Oh! at school, like, during the, during tea and lunch breaks. I have a. I have mm -hmm. to ask though whether or not um, anyone would have liked to have seen the Dungeon Dice Monsters explored a little more. Back yes, in the day. yes, I would have. I, I, I remember that episode specifically. That was when they had like the heart points, right? Yeah, like yep. three, three. Like yeah. it was like a maze or something. That looked really damn cool. I would love to play that game. What yeah, I, I think it only appeared in like one episode, but damn, that looked freaking cool. Avera, from what I found out people took horrible offense to the fact that it was no longer dual monsters, but dungeon dice monsters, and people completely lost their shit. Well, it, so, it, no, it was, it was a separate game. Like, it was someone in the series that made their own game based no, on dual monsters. Avera, the reason why it didn't take off is because fans went up, complained about the fact that dungeon dice monsters had kicked off in the anime, and they went back to the cards. Well, yeah, I mean, the cards are cool, but, like, I thought that game looked really damn fun. I would have loved to play it. Yes. However, because fans lost their shit <laughs> at the fact that it was no longer, you know, cards, unfortunately, they were forced to go back to, well, doing cards. Yeah, but I, I don't think that was actually meant to be its own game. It was it was kind of just like like an in-series type of spin-off. You know, like, it wasn't really meant to be something crazy like that. It was kind of just like, oh, okay. Well, that's like, this dude is, like, an innovator. He's trying to, like, make his own game. So that's cool. Which, that's what happened. I mean, in the series itself, uh, Dual Monsters was actually um, 
historically an ancient Egyptian game where like pharaohs would play for like their souls and stuff like that. And then Maximilian Pegasus found this out and then created the game itself. So that's cool too. Still, it would have been nice to have seen how the king of games, mind you, and the other type of games that would have come across, but unfortunately, fans like dual monsters, so that's what we got stuck with. Well, it's yeah, just, dual monsters is cool. Yeah. You could, the amount of creativity that was just ripped from the creator is just psychotic, to be honest. I mean, finding out that, that it could have had a much broader scene was just somewhat depressing. Yeah, but why, why make something so broad? Well, I mean, for us, that's relatively simple. But <laughs> when, you, when you go to someone who's trying to make something interesting that can be targeted relatively easily to a specific audience, making something broad makes it a lot harder to sell said product. Yeah, I, I guess it just didn't really catch on. But that's, that really shouldn't even be a big deal because that was just like one episode or something in the show but no like Yu-Gi-Oh itself is a major phenomenon and the fact that the creator died in the way that he did that really sucks you know, he was a very creative individual was there any was there any cause of death released yet it seems like it was just like a drowning it looks like an accident probably i mean they didn't well, find him for like 2 from, days so from the article he, that uh, i read through it was looked like he died they went out, Starkling got caught in some riptides, and yeah, it. It, was, it was an accident. You know, shit like that happens. That's why I don't go swimming. I don't like the That's ocean. Why you don't go swimming or snorkeling alone? Uh, yeah, true, true, also true. Yeah, which that that to me raises a small red flag, but you know, I oh. don't know if that was a common thing in his life or not. Do you guys think that you know because the creator? of Yu-Gi-Oh! is no longer with us. Do you think the, the series or the game is going to change at all? or Maybe not think immediately. It... I'd give well, it, not... you know, two, three years, and they'll slowly start tweaking it. But I think as the card game is played, I don't think it'll change. Okay. Think, uh... you'll, you'll see, like, the shows and stuff change really drastically in a couple of years. Hmm. I, I could right. see things continuing as they are, but it's only generally when things sort of get into a Western audio, uh, Western hands that they get sort of um, cowboy bebopped. <laughs> yeah, it does get kind of twisted a little bit. But um, no, I, I, I'm kind of optimistic about it. Again, like I haven't even seen the show for the last, geez, probably like 15 years. I haven't even watched you guys. I don't know what the hell's going on with series or the game even. I remember when oh. um, ritual summoning was like a new thing, and that was way back in like the early like mid two thousands, you know. So what I found out something interesting is they actually had a series where you were driving on a motorcycle and playing the game. It's like, are you fucking serious? That was something else. You, like, how did that evolve? How did that take a turn? Right. You drive motorcycles while playing a card game. It's like, are you fucking psychotic? That is crazy. Oh my goodness. What? 
you had a movie which I don't know if you've seen, but uh, you had like the you had three characters from three different series of the show all coming together to fight against some guy in the future, all because dual monsters destroyed the planet. It's like, um, whoa, playing your game if it ends up destroying the world. Yeah, that was also a big part of the series, too. Like, once you got all the Millennium items, you could essentially, like, be immortal and, like, take over the whole fucking world. <laughs> I, I think uh, Bakura tried to do that. Because he wanted to pace with all the Millennium items. And yep, yeah, that. all seven. <laughs> Maximilian Pegasus wanted the Millennium items to uh, restore the life of his fiance, So that was a noble cause. Everybody wanted them. Yeah, well, not Yugi, because he's the pharaoh, and he's, like, the protagonist. Oh, I'm not going to use my power. But he totally fucking used his power. Like, of course he did. The heart of the cards? Come on now. Y you knew, like, Exodia was calling to him anytime he needed it. You could just blast that shit. <laughs> but whatever. Right. But no, um... Goddamn, so it took the whole series has taken the turn from the original Yugi series to Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Oh, uh, yeah. And, you know, that was on Disney, right? On motorcycles. And then I don't know what's happening as of late because I think the last Yu-Gi-Oh! series I watched was the, you know, was the motorcycle one. I haven't. The, the last series that I've seen from Yu-Gi-Oh! It was when they had um, that thing on their arm. And they were playing the shadow game. There was like this this spell card. Yeah, yeah, the dual discs. And it was. I remember it too. Was when like all the monsters were holographic and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They had like the dual disc thing on on their arms, and they were playing like like they would play this the spell of a Cory Calcos. Yeah, yeah, the seal of Cory Calcos. Yeah, that that was the last series I saw, and that was some crazy shit. Like like if you lost. Like, either, like, your friend's soul would be, like, entrapped in a card. Like, that was some nonsense, man. Oh, my goodness. That was pretty cool. But after that, I haven't really kept up with the series. I don't know what the hell's going on right now. Still a good show, though. Like, it was really cool back in the day. I used to play that game all the time. I even, like, created, like, my own decks, like, based on the series. So I, I watched, um... That episode with Mai, you know, with the harpies, when she was like pretending to be psychic and like knew like what scent like her fucking cards and harpies were. I actually built a deck based on that from the show. <laughs> yeah, crazy, yeah, right? You you gotta tell me, you know, everybody ha here has gone into the collecting craze of you. Oh, yo, I still have it. I still have the deck, like literally right now. <laughs> I might still have a deck or two oh, floating around. I still got around. my collection with me. Sure. Nice. I, I, I have like my hundred cards somewhere. I my my entire goal in getting Yu-Gi-Oh cards cards was to get the three-headed black uh, black metal red eyes dragon. Oh, nice. Okay. And I, as soon as I got oh. that, I'm like, don't care, put them away. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to get the Egyptian god card. Yeah, I have one of them, it. Obelisk. But uh, I don't have the other two. Oh, no, that's not true. I, I have a Japanese version of Scyther. 
but I don't think that really counts because like it should be the American version. I can't like read what it even says. Yeah, and so uh, Beowulf. Uh, so you you played like Yu-Gi-Oh like with your friends, right? Like back in the day. We more could just collected the cards more than anything else because the the rules was a lot for teenagers to have to do. Oh, okay, yeah, it was, it was pretty like, complex. Hey, we'll just collect the cards because they look really cool. Okay, so I I don't necessarily have like that same mentality for that. Like I used to play Yu-Gi-Oh all the time, but one one game that I did collect the cards for was Pokemon. But I never learned how to play it. Like, I still don't even know what the hell, like, benching a Pokemon even fucking means. Like, I've never played the game before, but I have all the cards. I, I have I have a few cards. I have, um, I think the rarest one I have is a holographic Mew. Oh, cool. Yeah, I have uh, the original holographic Charizard. And uh, Vaporeon, Nidoking, Togachik, and I think... Mag, how do you pronounce it? Mag Magna, whatever the hell it is. But I never learned how to play the game, like ever. I, I just collected them because all my friends did. So, all right, what are we looking for? Okay, so let's hear. Like Konami has issued a little statement here, like the current custodians of Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh. Memory of Mr. Kazuki Takahashi. We are shocked and saddened to hear of the sudden passing of Mr. Kazuki Takahashi. We are deeply grateful for the wonderful Yu-Gi-Oh! universe that he has created, and our thoughts are with his friends and family at this difficult time. Together with his countless fans, we pledge to carry on the Yu-Gi-Oh! legacy with all the love and care it deserves. I think that's a very good statement. That really does you know, encapsulate you know, what he did. And that, that's great. Poor guy. That, that's, that sucks. Pray for his family, man. Yeah, I mean, the guy himself... Um, he... Yeah, Legend. He's left a heck of a legacy in the, in the series that still carries on to this day. People are still out there collecting and buying and all this stuff. That thing is not going to go and die anytime soon. Alright. Mm -hmm. Goddamn, you know, like... I wasn't the biggest Yu-Gi-Oh guy, but goddamn did I enjoy the... um all the elements of it, like, just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. And, you know, as a kid of that era, like, this is not something you'll ever, you know, you could ever, ever forget, especially if you grew up with it. Oh, t dude. Every morning, I would wake up before school to, to catch the latest episode of Yu-Gi-Oh!, like, damn, he's going to, like, Duelist Island? Oh my, he's gonna meet Pegasus? Like, yeah, that was some cool shit back in the day. Hell yeah. Like, and literally, you know, that was my job too. Every single day, of, mm -hmm. you know, before school, 
we had this, you know, we had TV, morning TV and, you know, cartoons and anime would be playing and Yu-Gi-Oh! when it was on there was just... It just yeah. Every single kid was just in on that stuff. And I, heck, I even watched... Fiction. I actually even watched one of the Yu-Gi-Oh! movies on the big screen. And Yo, me too! Movies. I saw the Yu-Gi-Oh! movie! Pyramid of Light? Hell yeah! Yes! Yes! I mean, Yo, I, I have I... that card too! I have the Pyramid of Light... Uh, the fucking, like, everything. Oh, my God. Like, I, I got that pack of cards when I went to see the actual movie. You know, Pegasus was there. I mean, he was dueling against, like, this fucking ancient Egyptian, like, resurrected pharaoh trying to take over the world. My goodness. Spoiler alert. But damn, that was nuts. It was a cool movie, man. Like, I looked forward to that. I think, what was it, like, God, how long ago did that even come out? Like fifteen years ago, maybe longer. It was great. Yeah, it's it's been so many years since we've watched that stuff, and oh my goodness. Yeah, I still remember it. Yeah, dude. I mean, if no, if if not for the collector card, just the very idea of, you know. Yeah, the the whole culture, the the world building, it was awesome stuff. It was very entertaining. Yeah, like, yeah. goddamn. So, where is Yu-Gi-Oh going to be headed to? You know, for you know, for the future now, I guess. Like now that Kazuki is has passed away, like I know they'll continue printing a new card series. Yeah. So the um, you know, the the anime. Hmm. Well, I'm not entirely sure how much influence he actually had over the production of the game and, like, the mechanics itself, or, like, ha like who directed the anime. I mean, of course, yeah. he was the founder, obviously, but, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it's not going to change all that much quickly. You know, it's still going to carry on. Then again, I haven't even seen the series for, like, almost, like, you know, a dozen years. So I really don't know. Mm hmm Yeah. But, anyway, you know, here's to you. I'm keeping my collection for as long as I'm around. Nice. Oh, damn. I would turn my camera on and show you all my, like, vintage fucking Yu-Gi-Oh cards, but I'm too lazy to do that right now. <laughs> right. I got well, a lot of them. <laughs> They're pretty cool, man. Yo, Red Eyes, Black Dragon? Hell yeah. Blue Eyes? Absolutely. Sorry if I'm coming off as, like, a super nerd right now, but... I know, man, nerd. I love Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't care. I can, I can always remember what, what my very first Yu-Gi-Oh card was. So, oh, what was it? Uh, I think it was it was Tanky. I think. Oh, I know what that is. Yeah, yeah, uh, that like was the, um, the tank mechanation. Yep, part of like the XYZ series, right? Yeah, I think like, so. Mm -hmm. it, it was part of a fusion. Yeah, I remember that one. My first Yu-Gi-Oh card was actually a uh, Monster Reborn. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it looks oh, like dude, a crystal. That one was a classic card. Yeah, yeah, that was like the first card I ever saw. 
because like I remember watching it in the show and seeing that happen, and then I actually pulled it from a pack, and I was like, "Wow, I actually have Monster Reborn like from the show!" And like I put it like in a you know a sleeve and like have it like in a binder right now. Like, yeah, that was some cool shit. <laughs> Who knows, you know? Maybe the next... Yes, I know we're a bunch of nerds. <laughs> yes, Ellie. Yes, we are. Thank you. This isn't even, like, my most nerdy subject, so... I mean... <laughs> get into, like, World War II history or, like, certain things of, of on, like, steam locomotives. I mean, I, I can nerd out for a couple hours on that stuff, but... Groovy. But that's that, that's what kind of nerd I am. I'm kind of wanting to take a deep dive into some more. Uh, oh, let's just go and stupid is, bullshit. Yeah, well, this is the kind of nerd you are, Noble, a second life nerd. Oh, yeah. Boy. So um, I got an email this morning about Second Life, and turns out they've got a premium plus plan at the moment. Why is and Second it, Life legitimately always like five to ten years behind everything else? What do you expect? They run on Amazon. Oh, so, so what does this premium plan do? Like, what's this all about? Well, Premium like. Plus uh, gives you a whole bunch of extra stuff. But uh, the thing that really caught me, and the screenshot of this is really screwed up, but uh, it's the normal premium is $100 a year, which is basically how it's always been, USD. However, if you want this new premium plus, it's going to cost you $249. Holy crap! Oh, <laughs> no. wow. Wait, that's like a 150% increase. What? Why? What the heck happened? So you get a lot of um, additional extras with this, but apparently from a sim owner I was talking to, in order to get someone from Second Life to come out and actually fix uh, problems with your sim, you need to have this uh, uh, Premium Plus. Now, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so they want to make more money. So why not tack an extra $10 onto the Premium Switch that to the premium plus, so, so like $110 a year, mm -hmm. and then take the regular premium that you had, slot it back to about 50 bucks a year, and sell that. My theory, and this is the reason why I haven't gone premium, because of the actual you know cost per year. But if they cocked it back to 50 bucks, I would have signed up for it straight away. I mean, shit, I would have gotten it this morning if... It was $50, but no. No, instead, they decided to do this. Which I just thought was completely scummy. Although, considering these are, these guys turned around and uh, gave up whole hope when they tried to release Second Life Plus. Uh, well, sorry, Second Life 2. Well, I mean... Which quite horribly. Reading through it, I mean, concierge phone support. Uh, what is that? Choose your Linden Home concierge service. Concierge service, and and then you look a little bit lower, and there's an asterisk. Limited time promotional price. 
Mm. Oh, what? So are they going to increase it? It's going to be even more than that. Yeah, because they're going to sh- increase it. This is like a premium price. Now, Noble, you said that you were willing to pay either 50 or possibly even $110 a year. So do the perks that they have now, like, do you think that's worth 250 a year or no? <sighs> no. No. To be honest, okay. no. My personal belief is that Second Life would have had a shit ton more people actually sign up and pay for Premium Plus if it was half price, half than its actual current price that they got listed. Premium, though, I believe they would have gotten a hell of a lot more people on there if they cut the price in half. Yeah, and and then they would have made up the difference anyway with all that extra profit. Yeah, for sure. But because they can't do that and people don't want to actually invest in it, now, the few people that do, that are willing to pay that extra price, well, that just fucks over everybody else then, right? Avera, I'm seeing a shit ton of people on Second Life every now and then when I sort of go out and explore where they've mm-hmm. got the last name of Uu. Oh, wow. So people have taken advantage of that. But really, this yeah, just now, looks like a massive money cool. grab. Well, yeah. I mean, and, I, you know, I, I never figured that Second Life was a huge moneymaker, to be completely honest. But It's been around for yeah. quite a while, and there are people that definitely do use it. Yeah. It's just the way that they're trying to like manipulate their audience and trying to either get people... Hey, hey, hey give us a lot of money. We'll give you some good perks. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's are, basically are, what they're saying. Are those, are those perks worth the money I'll be giving you? No, not at all, but you play Second Life, so... Therein that's, lies the problem. That's, that's what I feel it's like. It is basically what they're saying. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to mention was the um was how um premium just to wrap this up is um was the rise of premium plus subscription models in this day and age. As if but, premium well, wasn't enough. Premium plus was started like three, four years ago. Okay, so I just uh, we we have a live comment here from Ali. Says I'm a Second Life nerd too. I heard about it growing up, but never started playing it until about last year. I love looking at old very Second Life stuff on YouTube. Yeah, me too. That's awesome, right? That's uh, like of course, like of course, people are going to be old. wanting to play it. I, I went and logged in. Was it? It's been two years ago now, but. Every single one of my bookmarks, except for one, had all closed. So I was like, man, that's right in the fields, because these were like my hangout spots. Oh. Um, just so you're aware, there are, I've noticed a lot of places have shut down. I've noticed a lot of places have actually moved. The sim that I work at, they uh, changed their name like three times and moved maybe like seven or eight over the years. Yeah, but I, I mean, even looking in like the groups that own the Sims, I mean, they're they're it's like their last login was like 2018. Oh shit! Yeah, but like, uh, under all seriousness, though, uh, GYC and the Arc tend to basically be like um, stable. <laughs> Let's see if you crash happy though. Eh, I'm not too into Second Life because I mean, all my stuff's really old. Oh, well, I get to have fun ripping that in you one. 
<laughs> Suck at oh. Linden Labs. Basically, so far behind the curve. Yeah. Oh yeah, hell that, yeah! That's not even a, like yeah a, a thought for me because it's like man, my my last skin was from like 2014. So, Personally, yeah. I wish they'd pay for better services, especially if they're just going to slap use. Well, from what I've heard, they're using Amazon to basically host the game now instead of using their own servers. Good, but unfortunately, when people start getting kicked off because your system gets overloaded, it's like, no. no. Yeah, it's just the decline of an old giant, essentially. We, we don't need another Final Fantasy VIII fiasco. Uh, sorry, yeah. Final Fantasy Twelve. Was it fourteen? Was it? Uh, I forget. Let's just say Final Fantasy in general. <laughs> when are we going to see the final Final Fantasy? You won't. <laughs> probably I never. No, like not for, until infinity. Yeah, but now the the rate at which Final Fantasies are being created have slowed down significantly compared to what happened in the late nineties. Because people got mad they were having to buy one every. You no, know, in months. in forty years we're gonna see Final Fantasy seven hundred and two. Like, yeah, come on now, <laughs> they're never gonna end. It, it's like as long Sims. as they're making money, they don't care. It, it's legitimately like The Sims. The Sims, you're just like, hey, Yo, they're it, gonna give Winnie the Pooh like thirty dollar fucking... base game that had. None of the features that your DLC game that you just had has. We're going to start completely from scratch, and you're going to have to buy all those DLCs again. Oh, we just came up with a new game? Yeah, you're going to have to start from scratch with none of the stuff you're used to having. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't forget that there's re-releases, and you have to buy all the DLCs plus the plus DLCs. Yeah. I just love the fact that like fucking Winnie the Pooh is like a playable character. And he can like fight monsters and shit. Like that's some weird nonsense. He's just like YOLO. it's crazy. Like, it's it's such a hodgepodge. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess that um sums it up for this week. That's friggin'. It was crazy. Everything that's just happened. Outside of what we've discussed and inside of what we've discussed has just been wild, you know. I don't know. What, I like I said, I didn't know where to begin. It, it's I been think, a bonkers week, man, for sure. But I know we're gonna close. But I know where to close. So, um, amidst everything that's just happened, who'd like to make a closing statement first and foremost? Uh, Beowulf. Uh, the wheel keeps on turning. <laughs> that's that's kind of how it is. I mean, you you you, you watch something happen, you watch something come, you watch something go, you watch something come, you watch something go, and you're just like, "Yep, that's that's life anymore." All right, uh, noble. We're gonna have a minute of silence starting. In about now.
Okay, and done. Now, for anyone who wasn't around in the 90s or the early 2000s, when someone passes, you usually give them a minute of silence. Amen. Thanks for everything, Kazuki Takahashi. Yes. Yes, your legacy will never, you know, will never fade away. Basically, you've inspired a whole generation and much more than that. So, thank you. You know, got you know, Enjoy. gave us some more spice, yeah, and gave us some more spice through our childhoods. Enjoy your rest. All right, Avira. Okay, well, awesome show, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I wish no ill will upon anyone that went to Anthrocon. Look, if, if you went there and you had a good time, that's great. I, I'm glad you did. But these conventions, like these legacy cons, it's a dying breed at this point. You know, we really need something different. We need a change. Yeah. And um, yes. if you had fun, that's great. You know, I, I used to love going to, to Anthrocon, but nowadays I, I just can't. Like, it's not something that I could just get behind when they start canceling people for arbitrary reasons. It's just it's just nuts. There's no way I can possibly support that. So I, I hope that everyone really thinks about the nature of the furry fandom, how it's changing, and what we can do to stop that and just go back to enjoying our hobby and our lifestyle. Um, I hope you guys have a fantastic night. Glad you enjoyed our show, and uh, I'll see you again next week. Indeed. I just wish to end on this closing note that um, if you do end up getting cancelled from your local Furcon, do think of it as a blessing rather than a curse, you know? The era of old legacy cons is about to come to an end, if it hasn't done that already. Damn right. And so, you know, now, because I'm not longer beholden to anybody in that in that in the wider community, you know, the purple and yellow or the purple and red will shine brighter. You'll see that soon. Count on it. And as I was saying, though, despite everything that's happened, again, I just wish to reiterate: it is a fantastic day to be whatever you are, except to be a demon. <laughs> Because them stones got blown out from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this as much as we did making this. As always, our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, BitChute, and more further down the line. This is our signing off for the week. Farewell. And until next time. Bye. Ta-ta. <laughs> Later.